There is a first job and a last job when it comes to leadership. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Recently, I finished A.J. Bame's excellent work on President Harry Truman entitled The Accidental President. Now, the author's work is unique in that rather than treat the entire life of our 33rd president or even his entire presidency, Bame focuses on Truman's first four months in office, a tumultuous 120 days, which, as the book notes, saw the founding of the United Nations, the fall of Berlin, victory at Okinawa, massive fire bombings of Tokyo, the first atomic explosion, the Nazi surrender, the liberation of concentration camps, the mass starvation of Europe, the Potsdam Conference, the history-altering decision to drop the A-bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the surrender of Imperial Japan, the end of World War II, and the beginning of the Cold War. Folks, that's all in four months' time. It's really interesting looking at the whole decision process as to who would be FDR's running mate in 1944. And according to many people, he just, quote, dropped in the slot as FDR and his inner circle debated VP candidates. He wasn't the first choice of many people, and many, many people thought the country was in trouble when this inexperienced man took office after Roosevelt died on April 12, 1944. Yet, in just a short time, President Truman's approval rating reached an unparalleled 87%. Unbelievable. Now, there's much to say about Truman, but one thing was, he was a very human president. He genuinely loved people, he was quick to give the credit, and as the incident I'll share in just a moment exemplifies, he never forgot where he came from or the, quote, little man, the little woman who made an impact on his life. When Truman was named VP, he chose to resign his chairmanship of the Senate Special Committee to investigate the National Defense Program, or what was better known as, and as many of you may have heard, the Truman Committee. Now, the Truman Committee was a Truman brainchild, and the committee was responsible to root out government waste, which it did with great success. I mean, that committee saved the country some $15 billion, ultimately, and ultimately it also saved a lot of lives. And in that day, it landed Truman on the cover of Time magazine back in 1943. And Bame recounts the incident when Truman gave up the chairmanship of that committee. He writes, Truman called his National Defense Committee together on the morning of August 8, 1944. He was resigning as chairman of the Truman Committee. The 1944 election would be an all-consuming, and as VP nominee, he could not have his actions in committee work being construed as political, so he was stepping down. It was obvious sincerity recalled committee investigator Walter Haymeyer, and when he got through, there was a sort of silence, and everybody in the room stood at their desks, and Truman walked around and he shook every hand, thanking every committee worker personally. This is the kind of man Truman was, said Haymeyer. He, was, he clearly wasn't looking for votes. I mean, there was no crowd, no reporters, and Bame ends the account there. In his book, Leadership is an Art, the late Max Dupree, former CEO for Herman Miller, said, get this, it's so good, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you, 
And in between the two, the leader must become a servant and a debtor. I want to focus on that last job of a leader to say thank you. Because Truman was the living embodiment of one who gives gratitude. Nine days into his presidency, Truman was wrestling through a few key appointments in his administration. And for press secretary, Truman had his eye set on his high school classmate and valedictorian Charlie Ross. Now at the time, Ross was the chief political reporter for the St. Louis Dispatch. I mean, the guy had won a Pulitzer Prize for his reporting on the Depression. He was a big deal. And so it's Wednesday evening, April 19, 1944, and Ross comes to the White House. He's going to take a massive cut in pay and possibly forfeit his retirement to be press secretary. So Truman gets on the phone with Joseph Pulitzer Jr., the owner of the paper, and goes to great lengths to secure Ross's financial future by guaranteeing that he would have a job when he came back to the paper. And then he makes a second call. Listen to this. Then he ordered Connolly to make another phone call. He wanted to talk to Miss Tilly Brown of Independence, Missouri. Who is Miss Tilly Brown, Connolly asked. Charlie and I know she was our school teacher. Connolly made the phone call through the White House operator, and Miss Tilly Brown picked up an independence. Truman grabbed the phone and said, Miss Tilly, who do you think this is? Well, I don't know, answered the elderly woman. This is Harry Truman. The president? Miss Tilly, who do you think I have with me? Who do you have with you? Charlie Ross. He's going to be my press secretary. Connolly would recall tearing up while listening to this phone call. So, too, did Stephen Early, Roosevelt's longtime press secretary, who happened to be at the White House that night. At the end of the night, Early said to Connolly, according to Connolly's recollection, Boy, what a man. I'll never forget it. I loved Roosevelt, but we have a president. Now, can you imagine what that phone call did for Miss Tilly Brown, a woman who had worked for years and years and years pouring into students? And then out of the blue comes this thank you from the President of the United States of America. Wow. And there was the obvious impact on Connolly, who teared up, and on Stephen Early, FDR's longtime press secretary, who looked at that situation. And remember, FDR was revered. And yet, when he saw Truman and what he did for Miss Tilly Brown, he said, I loved Roosevelt, but we have a president. And my aha moment is pretty obvious. It's take the time to say thank you. Remember the people who've poured into your life, who serve with you, and who have enabled you and now enable you to do what you do. It's simple, but oh, so important. And that's my thought on my walk with A.J. Bame and his excellent work, The Accidental President. Now the question is, What are you going to do with that thought on your walk through life today? Hey, don't let today pass. Take the time to do the last work of leadership and say thanks. I want to encourage you to stop by onmywalk.com. You can read my review of A.J. Bame's book, The Accidental President. I'd encourage you to buy it. It is a brief but valuable, valuable account of four months that shaped the history of our country.